0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike the intern, Ned Reynolds back in the studio. Thank God it's Friday. (laughs) It is a little cold though and we still got our jackets on, don't we? And getting colder. (laughs) But this isn't a weather show. Ned had to remind me earlier in the week. It's a uh, conversation about sports. So... I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again, the NFC looks scary, and every day goes by, the NFC gets scarier and scarier, and the St. Louis Rams just got even
1: scarier. Assuming, assuming that the gentleman to whom you're making reference, Odell Beckham Jr., throws up a little bit and behaves like an adult human being instead of the pampered and spoiled little brat that he is. Now... I'm How do you really he, feel? Yeah, well, I'm assuming he's <laughs> going to do that. You have to assume he's going to do that because he's joining the number three offense in the National Football League. And you have two very, very fine receivers. Actually, you have more than that. You have a very good core of receivers. A Cooper Cup is outstanding. Robert Woods is outstanding. He's going to have to work around them. He's not going to be the big flash right away. But with a team like the Rams, he will help. And, you know, I I wish him the best, but he's got to get over the temper tantrums very quickly. He pulls a stunt like he did in Cleveland. He is Sayonara to the NFL.
0: Yeah, probably no one's going to take a chance on him, but he probably understands that, too, that this is his next chance. Just it. We'll see. Does he understand? Does he understand? But, man, the Rams, just picking a Bon Miller and then getting Odell, they are going to be something to deal with in the NFC.
1: And where is the Super Bowl played this year? Oh. Right there. The like it's kind of like what
0: happened last
1: year. Well, in in a sense it is, but nobody expected Tampa Bay to be there. A lot of folks expect the Rams to be there. Yeah, we'll see, man. God, what uh, –
0: that's just uh, – and, and, you know, uh, the Chiefs were on the radar for uh, Beckham to kind of land early on. I didn't think it was going to happen. They just – They've got so many things. And honestly, I don't think it would have made that much of a difference.
1: It would have been a good fit maybe maybe by week 16, week 17, assuming that he matured and was willing to play and be a part of an Andy Reid offense. But learning that offense is very difficult. He wouldn't have come in right away and did a big flash. And the case in point is Josh Gordon. What's he done? One catch. And he's been with him a month now. Now, come on, that says it all. Of course, the difference is that Gordon hadn't been in football for a couple of years, and Beckham has been. He played a few games for the Browns this year. But the temperament is a whole lot different. And you have to understand that when you're with the Chiefs and and other teams, not just the Chiefs, but when you're in that ball club and, and in that genre, you had better be able to withstand criticism, coaching, suggestions you're not on your own it's not a one-person show and Beckham has to get over that I don't think he would have been a real good fit for the Chiefs unless he settled down and then his talent would have come to the fore maybe the second half of the season which we are in right now
0: yeah so based on your math though let's roll this back a little bit he would have been good about week 16, 17. So Gordon should be due here pretty soon, don't you think? Based no. on your math, you no. don't think so? <laughs> you don't think he's learning it or what?
1: I don't think it's so much that. I think he's probably having problems getting back into the rhythm of the game. It is so fast, and it, it gets faster every year. And he's been out a couple of years. And Gordon's already 31, 32 years old. I just don't think he's getting up to speed. And why the Chiefs didn't recognize this? Now, that's not to say he's not going to catch anything or be a part of their offense. He might still be. But in terms of being the all-pro wide receiver, I can't see it.
0: Well, we'll see. Clock is ticking, though, for sure. Uh, Clock is definitely ticking for the Missouri State football Bears. They've got one more regular season home game, hopefully just one more regular home home season game and that's this saturday and their true final test for the regular season
1: in 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 regards to the conference yes this is northern iowa a long time nemesis but a team that the bears did beat last spring up in cedar Mm -hmm. falls beat them up there 13 to 6 and now northern iowa which has been slumping it's really a pressure game for northern iowa if they hold any hopes of being in the playoffs they have to win this one they don't, they're going to be out of it. The Bears, I think, are going to be in regardless. Now, of course, you want them to win. That's going to solidify things. But even if they don't, even if they come up short, and Northern Iowa's a very good football team, I do think the Bears are going to be in it anyway. Do have one more game remaining. That's next week in St. George, Utah, against Dixie State. But uh, and there is no such thing as a throwaway game. But Dixie State doesn't fit into the caliber of competition that the Bears have been playing. I look for the Bears to be in the playoffs. I look for them to be in the first round. And probably uh, the choice of opponents, well, that's up to the selection committee. But it looks as though it may be Tennessee Martin or maybe the University of the Incarnate Word. I've seen both of them play, and they're both very good, wide-open football teams. But over and above that, have to beat Northern Iowa first. And I think the Bears will be cold day. But that's all right. It is November. Don't feel uh, bad when you got to put on two jackets tomorrow and. I've already got things my up. game plan and my garb figured out. Now, you know, I, you may or may not know, but I have one of these battery-powered... Oh, uh-huh. well, I'm very aware of that. That's going to get used. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs>
0: Hopefully it's charging right now. Actually, he's wearing it right now. So we got prep football tonight, and we do have some local teams trying to make it to the finish line, don't we?
1: Quite a few of them, and this is the end of district play. These are The, the district champions will be crowned tonight. So the winners tonight... Advance to what is essentially the elite eight in each of the classifications six down through one and yes we do have some area team glendale and for one is going to be a very good game Fair Grove, which has had a great year oh boy they get lamar in their district and lamar is only the eight time state champions and the reigning state champs webb city is still involved in the competition carthage these are all teams that are vying for a possible state championship berth ava West Plains. Hey, these are all very, very good football teams. I'm anxious to see what happens tonight because one loss and you pack it up for the season, folks. That's the way the playoffs work from week 10 right up until the very end in the state championship rounds. This is a big week because you're into the state quarterfinals if you uh, if you win tonight, and that's big.
0: Hey, Fair Grove, if you're listening, miracles happen every day. You gotta give them hell, man, for sure. Um... If you like sports and you happen to be an alumni of Missouri State, you're going to be really happy this weekend because you got what soccer tonight, and you got football tomorrow, and then you got
1: basketball
0: tomorrow night, don't you?
1: Only thing we're missing is baseball. I know,
0: (laughs) and I'm sure if they could, they'd pull it off. They'd probably say, "Hey, let's just have a pickup game."
1: Well, the soccer, as a matter of fact, is this afternoon, and it is a doubleheader because this is the Missouri Valley Conference semifinals. There's the first game, which comes up at 3 o'clock, then the one in which the Bears play, and the Bears play Bradley in their other semifinal. And the Bears, are the soccer Bears, are in kind of the same situation that the football Bears are in. The soccer Bears are nationally ranked. They're very, very good. They were in NCAA tournament last spring. The soccer season was last spring, just like football was because of the pandemic. And this year, it's back to normalcy. So the conference semifinals, if the Bears win, then they play for the championship on Sunday. This is John Leamy's last year as head coach, and he's done such a wonderful job with the soccer program. But the Bears and Bradley will probably kick it off about 630. That's the soccer game tonight. The football game we've talked about is at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. The Bears in northern Iowa. Then you have hoops. And the basketball Bears play Alabama State tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. All right, who is Alabama State? Well, they're a SWAC team, Southwestern Athletic Conference. that's Division One. The uh, Alabama State Hornets, which is what they are, opened up with Vanderbilt out of the SEC and played them on Monday night. Got whipped ninety-one to ninety-one to seventy. I think the final score was. But Alabama State will come in and give the Bears a good fight, and that's what the Bears need. They Bears can score. Missouri State can score at ninety-four points, but they gave up ninety-nine you got to play defense.
0: Let's see how they play D on
1: Saturday, for and sure. And that'll be big. And then the Lady Bears play Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. playing North Texas, all those games at the JQH Arena, so it is a very big weekend. I know. They've already got your cot
0: set up somewhere in JQH Arena in a closet, don't they? Nice little <laughs> blanket and pillow, ready to go. Just, Ned, you can sleep here because you're going to be here all weekend, with the exception of Sunday. Well, no, I guess you could watch a little bit of the basketball game then head over here because Ned Talk starts at 5
1: o'clock, Sunday Night Football game, Chiefs-Raiders. Lady Bears game will probably be over by then, at least we assume it will be. It's a three-hour, 2 o'clock tip-off, so they should be done. Yeah, Ned Talk starts at 5 o'clock. The Chiefs, of course, as you all know, play a Sunday night game out in Las Vegas, and the game will probably kick off, I'm going to guess, for TV purposes, about 7.15, 7.20. But that does not affect our pregame show because we're 5 to 6, live here in the studio. The crew will be coming in here. We talk football, we talk Chiefs football, but we talk about a lot of other things as well. It's it's pretty much an all-encompassing conversation with some really good people, and I think you'll enjoy it. So give us a shot. Ned Talk at 5 o'clock on Sunday.
0: And if you miss it, you can always download it as a podcast on our 104.7 The Cave app, or, all new, or all new, our all-new 104.7 The Cave website. Ned, you got a busy weekend, sir. Yes, sir but it's fun. Hell yeah. Enjoy it and I will see you tomorrow.